What's up, y'all? This is Nina Perez, and this is Straight Talk, No Sugar Added. And I know that you are here to listen to the best humans on the planet to grow, challenge, and transform your thinking. Let's do this. We have a really, really amazing guest for you today. And her name is Dawn Katie, and she is a success guide, uh, intuitive, a certified holistic therapist. She's the owner and founder of Alleviate Pain. Now, here's the cool and amazing thing, which I can't wait to get into. Dawn has suffered for 31 years with an opioid addiction, learning how to walk again, despite what doctors insisted that she couldn't do or, or that she would be disabled for the rest of her life. And that, as you know, guys, we are always on here challenging the way we think and really inspiring one another so that we can move this world further and further along. So Dawn, thank you. Thank you so much for being here. How are you today? I'm good, my love. Thank you for having me. (laughs) I love your accent. Where are you right now? So I live in Australia, but I'm actually from the north of England. So I've got a very different accent. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, awesome. Australia's beautiful. What time is it for you? So it's now 9.30 in the morning. Oh, in the morning. Okay. Cause it's yeah. 7 PM over here. Okay. Wow. 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 That's awesome. So Dawn, um, the way I like to do this is I have an amazing audience. So they're always like really involved with what, you know, what's on the show and the people, and I want them to know who you are. So why don't you tell us a little bit more about who you are, Dawn? Cause your story is quite compelling. So we're going to get to that, but who are you, Dawn? A little bit about who I am. So I'm, an English woman that arrived in Australia 16 years ago and I'd been one of those sickly kids who just Mm -hmm. always got sick all of the time and I moved to Australia with um, my ex-partner, an Englishman, and then married an Australian, so (laughs) no shell. (laughs) I came with an Englishman and um, married an Australian, end of interview. Um, No, so basically, (laughs) I I came here I was always one of those people that just went with the flow of life. Mm. I just trusted that everything would work out. So I moved to Australia because my ex-partner was a professional rugby league player in England and became injured. And so he lost his profession and he wanted to start a new life in a new country. So we moved here because of what he wanted. I didn't know what I wanted, so I just went with the flow. Right. And then I would have a journey which <laughs> um, I'd become disabled and pretty much then I'd have a procedure which would then put me back into the worst state I've ever been in in my life. And then just this complete journey of PTSD, anxiety, depression, suicidal thoughts, wow. wanting to end my life, opioid addiction, just this journey of coming to Australia was just something beyond words. But like I said before, Nina, I had been one of those sickly children, mm-hmm. but it just compounding and compounding and unfortunately never got picked up by the medical community that it was just compounding from age one up until age 37 I ended up with three autoimmune diseases being disabled three times like so many things wow so so that's just a snapshot (laughs) yeah yeah I mean and that's that's a lot right because um you know, it's it's something to go through, um, especially if you're if you're ill all the time and there's nobody like helping you through that, right? Yeah. Um, you know, you you talked about the op- opioid addiction, which is a real 
real problem and a real thing. You know, I had a brother, I say had because he got into a terrible car accident, crushed both of his legs, got addicted to opioids as well, but he did take his life. Right. So it's like this, um, this, it's, it's a real problem, right? So was the, the opioid, did that come in because you needed relief? Was it something that you were like, I'm in pain and I need this or, you know, how did that come into your life? I'm glad that you asked that question because it's really important, especially in the States. It's it's just horrendous. Mm-hmm. And I've watched many documentaries on it or how bad it actually is in the States. It's not so bad in Australia, but it's still pretty bad here as well. So what happened is I slipped when I was five and a half months pregnant and ended up being left disabled from the slip. Didn't actually hit the floor. I turned and caught the kitchen sink. But in that movement, I damaged so many parts okay. of my body but it went undiagnosed because I was pregnant. They couldn't do any scans. So pretty much I was on sticks for the remainder of my pregnancy mm-hmm. and I had my little boy. But what happened was rather than me improving, because when you're pregnant, you become quite flexible. Relax is what they say. The muscles become so relaxed. Mm-hmm. They just are hypersensitive and hypermobile. And pretty much they said, as soon as you've had your son, the hormones will shift and change and you will heal. Mm -mm. I got worse and worse and worse to the point that the doctors didn't know what to do with me. So they were just giving me more meds, more meds, more meds, more meds. And it got to the point that I was on some strong painkillers. I was on, I don't know what they call them in the States, but I was on opioids. I was Mm -hmm. on Targin, Lyrica, Endone, Tramadol, Norgesic. Like I was on some hardcore stuff. Yeah. And the, the thing that had me realize that I was addicted was one day I had this uh, acute awareness of, hang on a minute, are these actually working? Are these painkillers actually working? I asked that question wow. and it just took me on this journey of actually, you know what? The reason why I'm taking the painkillers is not for the pain. I'm taking mm. it because I hate who I've become. I hate my life and I don't want to be here. So if I take these painkillers, I escape this horrendous life that I'm living. Right. Wow, that's deep. Yeah. And I realized at that point it was actually a coping mechanism. Now, I'd not studied anything prior to this point, but I just had this acute awareness that I was like, right, okay, this is really deep. I I can make two decisions here. I can check out and kill myself. And trust me, I went down that path multiple times. Or the other is I can now choose and decide who's more powerful, the painkillers or me. Mm. And that's the crossroad. And trust me, it wasn't I made the decision and I stayed on that. I was pulled in and out. Into oh, yeah. And it was this constant, like, I have to catch myself. I have to catch myself because this is an indoctrinated pattern now. I mm. have wired my brain that those painkillers are helping and they're not. And I'm acutely aware now I have 52 side effects from all of these drugs. Wow. And I I started looking into that and going, what is real? What is actually my body giving me pain and what is the painkillers? And I had to start separating the two. And going on that journey and separating the two, I started to stack evidence that I was more powerful than the drugs. 
That's amazing. And, and difficult, Dawn, right. And difficult. Like, <laughs> you know, I, because it, it, I, I know, um, you know, women in my lifetime that have, have been addicted to opioids. Right. And it is literally like that. It sneaks up on you. You don't even realize it. You are literally at first taking it because it is true that it does help you with that pain for once you feel that relief, you're like, Oh, phew, you know, I can, I can sleep tonight. And then you realize, Oh, wait a minute. I can't even sleep without it now, you know, yeah. but it's, it's not overnight. It's sometimes yeah. years before mm -hmm. you recognize Did it take you a while. Like it take you years to recognize or, or did that clarity come? Um, know, 18 months. Wow. It's long enough. It's long enough. Yeah. It was 18 months and it was, and I feel that this is really important to share this, Nina. So I'm just going to share it. Yeah. Please know that I implicitly trusted my doctor as well. Yeah. Okay. And that it was for the right thing. So I had ignorance and unfortunately this is harsh. We can't be ignorant when it comes to right, this kind right. of stuff. You have to do your own research. Right. And I was just completely ignorant. I mean, the same doctor had put me on medication. And this is no disrespect to doctors, but this is, they are human. They yeah. made mistakes. She put me on medication that has caused long-term injury to my son. She put me on painkillers whilst I was pregnant, mm. which have had long-term damage with my son's intellectual abilities. And it wow. said wow. in the packet, Nina, when I read in retrospect, reading through all the medications, it said, do not give to pregnant women in their wow. third trimester. And I was on it my entire third trimester. Wow. That's Paradigm thought. Nothing serious. You wouldn't think anything of it. But it's plain as day says, do not give to women in their third trimester of pregnancy. Wow. So, and this is no right, wrong, good or bad. They are human. They right. don't know every single side effect. They don't right. know everything. You have to do your own research. You cannot give your power away to people. Right. And that's what the lesson was. What I learned was I blindly trusted another human being with my life because mm -hmm. of the information mm -hmm. is the doctor knows more than you. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's okay. It's okay. Mm -hmm. We've all fallen victim to it. We all do it. Everyone. Yeah. Everyone. Not Everyone. the doctor's fault. It's not my fault. But you know what? It is my responsibility. Right. Right. No, and that's deep. That's deep, John, because, you know, I, I used to be in medical, right? So I was a medical assistant for 15 years. I used to do ultrasounds, all that stuff. And I, I remember, I remember that, like, I remember pushing back on the doctor and going, why are we giving this woman, you know, these uh, Percocets or whatever we're giving her, she can barely speak a sentence on the phone. She's obviously addicted. What are we doing? You know? And he's like, yeah, but you know, she needs it. But I said, does she though? Does she? You know, and so I would always get in trouble because I'm always pushing back. But the truth is, is that taught me a lot. That really did. It taught me. And so now when a doctor says you have this, I'm like, yeah, I don't necessarily agree with that. So can you show me why and how and who and when? But not everyone does that, Dawn. And, and if I wasn't in medical, I wouldn't either, to be honest with you. You no, know, because you just trust them. I mean, they're doctors and you're not right. And so they have all this jargon and, and th this language that they speak. And so therefore you kind of like fall, fall for that. Right. It's the same way if you're going to a therapist and the therapist diagnoses you with something. And instead of you questioning the diagnosis, you might say, oh, I am bipolar here. Give me, you know, yeah. but are you bipolar? Or are you just really going through something right now? Yeah. So, you know what I mean? So I, I totally yeah. understand that Dawn. That's, that's super deep. Right. And something that um, is really hard to get through. I can imagine how much you've 
suffered through that because like you said, it pulled me back in and out. It pulled me in and out. So talk to me about those moments, right? Like when you got the clarity mm-hmm. and you talk, you talked to yourself and said, am I more powerful or is the drugs more powerful? Mm-hmm. I know that that even though you thought you were more powerful, that that wasn't an easy decision because now yes. your, your body and your mind are craving something you're trying to fight. That's right. right? So how mm-hmm. was that journey for you? Like, how did you, how did you start that off? And, and what happened when you did fall back? How did you get back on that, you know, mm-hmm. on your journey? T- tell me a little bit about that. I mastered my mind. Awesome. Wow. That, that's simple. I mastered wow. my mind and realized that I'd become a slave to my mind and I was just wow. following blindly. And I understood, I slowed it down enough to start observing and watching myself. And I was watching the addict going into the drawer and wanting the fix. I was watching the addict and observed and pulled myself and went, isn't that interesting? And it's what I teach people. I'm like, you observe yourself in these different aspects of who you are. There's no right, wrong, good or bad. There's a part of all of us that has an addict. There's a part of all of us that is addicted to something. 100%. 100%. And you've just got to observe the addict and not go, oh my God, I'm an addict. Because it's an aspect of you that's an addict. There is a whole different aspect of you that is not an addict. And when you observe that and pull yourself out of that and go, the addict of me doesn't believe that I'm strong enough and powerful enough. And you know what? It's okay right now to feel like that. Mm -hmm. And when I made it okay to feel like that, I dropped the painkillers. Because in that moment, I made a decision that I was more powerful than my situation. Mm -hmm. I wasn't an addict. There was an aspect of me that was an addict. Mm-hmm, there was mm-hmm. an aspect of me that was deeply addicted. And when I didn't make her right, wrong, good or bad, and just went, you know what? You've been through shit. I can mm-hmm. see why you want to check out. Mm-hmm. I can see why you don't want to be here. And when I had those conversations with that part of me, it just stopped. Wow. That's it deep. just stopped like that. And trust me, it wasn't just one conversation. Right. It was me having to hold space for when that's coming again. And sometimes catching it afterwards, after I'd taken the painkillers, because that okay. addict yeah. had come in and was stronger than me in that moment because it needed to feel that it could escape. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and the mm-hmm. more that I restricted it, then the more I'd become addicted to. If I just went with the floor and trusted that I would catch myself when I was ready to catch myself, it just became easier and easier and easier. And then right. eventually it was just like the neural connections and pathways have been wired to, I make the decision. The addict is no longer in control. Right. Dropped. Right. Wow. That's so deep. And so when you were, when you were going through that process and you're looking at, you know, the addict popping up, I call it the gremlin, right? So the, the gremlin, the addict popping up and, and like, like luring you in as it does. Right. Um, did you, did you realize as you started to shift your brain and shift your mindset, because I, I love uh, like NLP stuff, right? So, you know, thinking about how you shift your brain and everything else. So, when you were in that process, um, did you feel like the depression and the anxiety started to dwindle off as well? Like, did you think the addiction and all of that kind of like played hand in hand with each other? It was almost like they played hand in hand and once one had dissolved, another one had rise. So it was almost like this. Oh, wow. So when each one dissolved to a certain point, then that would go and then another one would come up. And that is, it was almost like this pattern. 
So it wow. just go around in circles. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's like a spiral. It's going to a spiral. I get to a certain point with the addiction and then the depression would come in. I get to a certain point with the depression, then the anxiety. And it was like healing all three at the same time. Wow, wow. Yeah. 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 But yeah, they're definitely related because depression is looking to the past. Oh my God, I was this, I was that, I had this, I had that, and now I'm fucking this. Right, right, right. And then there's the anxiety of what if I'm like this for the rest of my life? What if I'm addicted? What if I experience this? What if I'm a shit mom? What if I'm this, 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 this? And then I'm looking at my now and going, well, makes sense I'm going to be like that because look at my now. Wow. And and that's what was happening. Mm -hmm. So it's like the addict would then go to one side and then I'd be tossed back between these two and then it'd go back to the addict and it was just... Right, right. Trusting. It was just trusting the fact that, you know what? I'm not the depression. I'm not the addict. And I'm not the anxiety. I'm who I am right now. And who I am right now is the one that's going to change the future. I can't go into the future and change it. But in this present moment, I can hold that I am more powerful than the addiction today. I can hold that I'm more powerful than the depression today. And just kept choosing that and choosing it until it just became my reality that I was the master of my mind. I was the master of this situation. But it was a journey. It didn't happen Mm -hmm. all Mm-hmm. I'm sure it was. Yeah. How long ago was that moment, you think? I mean, I know there were a lot of moments, but how long ago was yeah. that Was that moment when you said, okay, this has to change? The moment was when I had three specialists in their field turn around to me and say, this is your life. Mm. It's not going to change. And I spiraled. Um for about two weeks and then I was in the fetal position in bed and I was like right I'm done right I'm done. Mm-hmm. I'm, I can't live like this this is not my life this is not what I signed up to be I am not this person I don't know who this is and who I am is not here anymore I'm mm-hmm. off mm-hmm. that was best, when I decided yeah and what happened was I just surrendered to it. I completely just went, okay, I'm done. And I went into, and I call it the pit of despair, the cesspool, and I just went into it and became completely consumed by it. And I don't know how long I was consumed by it. I have no idea, hours, Mm -hmm. no idea. But at the end of that, during that, there was, how am I going to do this? How am I going to end my life without my son finding me? Because my son was 16 months at the time. How do I do this? So it was always plotting whilst this was happening. And whilst I just surrendered and I was okay with me ending my life, I was okay with the plan. Then suddenly what happened is, is I got to the end. Mm. And I'd face my fear. Wow. And I'd face the fear of killing myself. That I no longer needed to do it. And this voice just came and went, none of that's true. And I thought, you know what? I think I'm going to hold on to that now. And I just went with that, and that brought me up. So I'd gone down the spiral, and Mm -hmm. then I just went, there's nothing left. Mm -hmm. I faced fear. I'm just going to do it. I'm just going to end my life. I faced it. I'm not afraid of it. I'm going to do it. And then suddenly this other, like, conversation was happening of none of that was true. You decide whether it's true. Do you believe that you're the worst person on the face of the earth? Do you think you're the worst person? 
Right. Do you right. think that you're the worst mom on earth? Do you really seriously believe that you're the worst mom on earth? Right. And then all these questions came through and I just kept holding on to them. And they pulled me out and I walked out of the bedroom. And I'd crawled into the bedroom at that point, crippled in pain, not able to walk properly. And I walked out of the bedroom and I didn't feel anything. And I looked my husband wow. in the eye and I stared at him and I said, I'm back. And he just looked at me and said, I knew you'd come back. <laughs> wow. And wow. And that's what happened. Now, don't get me wrong. It wasn't like this miraculous thing that I'm learning how to walk again. It was just kind of like in that moment, there was nothing else more important than me going out and looking in my husband's eyes and him right. seeing that he's back. Right. And, and you know what, Dawn? First of all, that was so powerful. That really touched me. And I, I realized that even when I wanted to commit suicide, I remember being younger, wanted to commit suicide. I also did that. Like went to the, to the end of myself, like to the end of yourself. And yeah. I think, and maybe I'm, I'm wrong on this. I'm not an expert in this, but I think that that's what pulls you out. I think it's, it, I think people who have committed suicide and I've had friends, like I said, my brother and stuff. And, and I know that it's because we don't want to go there. You don't want to get to the end of yourself because it feels awful to get to the end of yourself, but it is the most empowering and enriching thing you will ever do. Mm -hmm. um, but, and just keep in mind that you will get through it. Tomorrow will come. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets and so much more download the app in virginia today and get 150 dollars in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at betmgm betmgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly see betmgm.com for terms 21 plus only virginia only new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days please gamble responsibly gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER promotional offer not available in washington dc everybody in your crew identifies as either big mac burger mcnuggets or mccrispy sandwich but you're the filet fish sandwich all day that crispy fish that savory tartar sauce that melty cheese that pillowy bun yeah you get it every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. You know, and um, it, I know, Dawn, that this is not a, a journey where you just get up and now everything is fine every day. I know you still have to make sure you hold yourself accountable. Make sure you're pulling yourself up and when that little voice starts coming in, you're like, ah, I don't think so. Not today, right? Because I'm sure that there's struggles still today where you have to pull yourself and know that you're not going there, right? Now, I bet you're more intentional now than ever. The amount of times I've had to go into that, the first time was the worst because it's like, I don't know where this is taking me. In fact, yeah. you know what? 
I'm just going to, it had to get to that point where I was just like, you know what? There's nothing else. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I had to get to that point the first time. You don't have to get there. Mm -hmm. I had to get to that point in order for me to visit that. I had to get to that point. Now, recently I had to get to the point of insane and accepting that I am insane. And there's, there's, there's an aspect of me that is insane and there's an aspect of all of us that's insane. Mm -hmm. And I had to go through that insanity because my mum actually went insane and was sectioned. Mm. Mm. Wow. She had mental health issues my entire life. Right. And I had a fear of going insane. I had to meet it. I had to go insane. And I had right. to sit with and watch myself go insane. Mm. And this is the thing. You can go to therapy and you can talk it out to death. But until you walk down that path and you can walk it alone or you can walk it with somebody. And this is what I do with people. I walk with them down this journey and hold the wow. space for them so that I can say, I'm here. You've got this. You can do this. Right. Wow. And, people, wow. and people go down this. So you might spend a decade in therapy. You might have one session with someone like me. And it's like a decade of therapy because it's taking you down where you want. You don't want to go. You don't want to go. It's right. fast and it's rapid. And you come out the other side and you're like, wow, I am powerful beyond measure and I had no idea. And don't get me wrong, it comes in waves and then something else will come up. Yeah, 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 yeah. And the whole thing is you've got to imagine that you're in a tsunami and you're just stood there and you're allowing the tsunami to go on and you're not even in it. You're not involved. It's just washing over you. Just wow. and You're just standing powerful and strong. And whenever you get washed up in the tsunami, you go, right, I'm afraid because I've given all my power away to right. the external world of what's happening. The external energies are overtaking me right now. This situation, this circumstance, this person is, I am giving all my power away to them. I need to pull myself back in and go, why did I give my power away to that person? Why did I give it away to that situation? Mm -hmm. I gave it away to chronic pain. I gave it away to anxiety. I gave it away to PTSD. I gave it away to addiction. I gave it away to insanity. There's so many ways that we give our power away. And the only way to get it back is to go down the gauntlet and get the goddamn energy back and bring it back and go, I did it. Right, right. And Nothing that's not and no one has power over me. Nothing and no one has power over me. That is what we're here to do. And we have to just keep oh, going God. through the drills mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and believing that. Mm -hmm. And for some people, that could be ending sugar addiction. Right. For some people, that could be owning to the fact that you don't want to work in the job that you're working and you actually want to be a baker or you want to do a cook or, or something like that. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't have to be what I've gone through. That's my journey. That's my story. Not everybody's has to be like that. Right. For some reason, I wanted it to be that way. I'm just saying there must be a part of me that had only learned through immense suffering. Perhaps right. that's my story. Perhaps that's my journey. It's not everybody's. Right. Right. So let's touch on that. I want to know. Well, first off, I wanted to ask you, how is your son? He's great. He's okay. great. I homeschool him. He's okay. homeschooled. Yeah. Okay. And how old is he now? He's eight. He'll be nine oh, okay. soon. Oh, amazing. I'm so glad you stuck around, Dawn. I'm so glad. Um, so tell me about your journey with your client. I do want to know a little bit about that. So yeah. tell me about what, you know, like, okay, so somebody calls you up right now. They want to work with you. What, what does that entail? What's that journey? So that journey is about me. I can feel people's pain. So pretty much what happens is when I work with somebody, we know that we're meant to work together. Like an it's empath. A, it's non-negotiable. There's no selling or anything like that. It's like 
you know what? I know that I've been sent to you for this reason. Mm. I have to visit this people. It's almost like a, a cold right. to come and see someone like me. So they, what happens is, is I feel into their body because most people who come and see me are disembodied. They can't feel their body anymore. They're so disconnected that they don't understand why they're in pain. They don't understand why they've got anxiety. They don't understand why they have depression. So it's almost like I feel everything on their behalf and teach them how to feel for themselves. Okay. The world that we are in right now, we have to feel everything. You've got to feel a situation or circumstance do ask this person and feel it's not about rationalizing and going oh well they said this and they did that feel their words does it feel truthful if you don't learn how to navigate through this word world through feeling you'll go insane looking at the outside Mm. world you're you're speaking a lot you're saying a lot dawn because when you think about what everything you're saying I mean, I, I think about this all the time, especially with social media. Nobody has feelings anymore. You you see something tragic and you're already scrolling to the next story and to the next story. Oh, a homeless person yeah. scrolling to the next story. There is no attachment to feelings, Dawn. That's really right. deep, right? So you're taking them yeah. back to their humanity. You're taking them yeah. back to, you know, their empathy and their sympathy, all of that. That's powerful. Yeah. And not many people are even doing that. No. So that's pretty freaking powerful. Wow. Wow. Thank you. Yeah. Please. How do you keep yourself sane? <laughs> right? Like keeping these, like trying to get these people to get through their, their stuff. You're going to, you have to work. I'm sure you have to work on you. Like, yeah. Right. Two, I spend two hours a day. So when people say to me, oh, you only see six clients a week. I went, I work two hours a day on myself. Right. <laughs> That's a lot of clients a week, let me tell you. (laughs) To hold the space for them to go insane, for them to actually want to end their life. I have to hold the space knowing that it'll never happen and they can get through this. You have to have no triggers at all inside of you to be able to do that. Right. You have to be exceptionally powerful, which means that you have to have gone through what they have gone through on some level. Or you can't hold the space. Right. And this is the thing that I want people to understand is we go and see professionals who have read out of books, but if they've not got a lived experience of it, they cannot ever understand or hear you to the level and capacity that you might need. Right, right, right. And so tell me, how long is that journey with you and and your client? Is this something that you do it in small increments? Is this something that happens in months? Like how, how long do you have a program? Like how does that all work? It's, it's really interesting how I work and marketing people and my um, my coach of self is like, you've got to change your model. I went, listen, the body tells me, okay? The body is the one that has to process the emotions. The body is the one that has to let them go. The body is the one that stores all of the stories, all of the pain, all of the hurt. Right. You cannot do what we have done for centuries, which is the mind is in control and the body is a slave. We've got to switch that paradigm. The body is highly intelligent. You've got to respect it. You've got to learn it. You've got to understand it. Absolutely. The body tells me how long between each sessions before it'll let me back in the space of the body. It'll go, you know what? After this, I need 12 days of recovery. Yeah. 12 days to clean up all of this because 
just because psychologically, emotionally, you've dealt with it, your body's still got to clean up the mess. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So for example, for people, this is coming through, I feel like this is really important. For those of you that are struggling with neck pain, it's not just neck pain, it's your rigid way of seeing the world. You can't move. This is a neck represents your ability to see things from different perspectives, to look to the future, to look to the left, to look to the right, to look behind you and have no resistance. Your neck symbolizes your fact of how you see and perceive the world. Mm -hmm. You have neck pain and neck pain comes through. It means that you have a rigid point of view and perspective. So you have to <laughs> let go and your body. So you go, okay, I release and let go. I'm not rigid. I see things for what they are. I'm open to different ways of seeing. I'm teachable. I'm coachable. I'm open to seeing the world a different way. Yes, you have understood that, but you have neural connections and pathways that have mm -hmm. believed the complete opposite to that. So you have now said to your brain, I need you to go out and stack evidence that my new way of thinking and feeling and experiencing the world is true. That's Therefore, right. I don't go insane and start collapsing neural connections and pathways that I've been living on and coping mechanisms. Right. My brain is so intelligent. Oh, so good. Yeah. Yeah. When we say to it, I want this, it has to go out and collect the evidence yeah. Yeah. or it'll change. And then what happens is, is it then goes to the body and reports back. It's safe for us to let this go. It's true. Mm -hmm. We mm -hmm. can change this. The new neural connections and pathways are live now. You will now start creating new hormones, new chemicals. And this is what we see. This is our reality. Then the body can release and let go. So if I come in too early and this is all going on and I'm coming in and going, and I'm going to shake you again and we're going to release it and let go, the body will go, hang on a minute. This is too much. I've still right. not finished this. Right. Can we go back and hold this space? And this is the thing. So some people may go see a coach for two or three years to get a result. People ask me and say, how long does it take? It's how, how quick are you willing to release and let go? Yeah. How much are you willing to trust the process in yourself? Right. I can't answer those questions. Some people come and see me and it's three sessions. Right, right, right. From severe, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. From severe anxiety, PTSD, depression, three sessions, got absolutely fine. You're an individual. You've had your own journey. You've had your right. own process. You right. are your own person. You get to decide how long it takes. That's Not true. Me. That's absolutely yeah. true. And especially the fear part of it, right? So if you're afraid and you don't yeah. want to let go and you're super fearful, like of judgment or somebody thinking like, you know, Dawn is going to think you're weird or they, it's going to take you so much longer, guys, so much longer. So let me ask you this, Dawn. Is this something that you do now, uh, being that you're in Australia? Are you doing this in person? Are you doing this virtually? How, how are you doing your clients? I do everything online. Oh, everything. you do? Okay, wow. Yeah, okay. I do everything. I've got clients all over the world, and I do everything online because of the fact is when you are in your own home, you've got this level of safety. Yeah, comfort, yeah. And when you are with someone, you can almost not have to look at them. But when you are on Zoom or when you are doing face-to-face -face on a computer, you right. can't look at it. There's no escape in it. Right. It's, right. It intensifies the process. I've found that when someone used to come into, I used to have pain clinics and practices and I'd close them all down because I experimented and I found that when people were face-to-face, -face, they'd look away. They'd be a lot of silence there'd be distraction. They'd be like, oh, can I have a cup of tea? Oh, I need the bathroom. Yeah. But when someone is on the computer with you, it's almost like you can call them out easier. Yeah. You can say, you know what? Are you sure that you need the toilet or is this your way? 
and they'd be like, you know what? Now I need the toilet for it. Because we distract ourselves. Yeah, 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 100%. It's uncomfortable, right. Excuse societies and we make excuses after excuses after excuses. And when someone holds a space for you for making excuses, you'll be with them for years. (laughs) But if someone is not going to allow you to make excuses and just say, do you think that you make, and not going, you're making an excuse right now. You don't need the toilet. You just say, do you need the the toilet? I need for you to know. I don't need to know. If you're making excuses, that's fine. If you want a rapid transformation and you want to get through whatever you're going through, ask yourself a question. Do I need the toilet or am I making an excuse? Right. And it's okay if I'm making an excuse. Right. You're right, wrong, good or bad. That's fine. You're giving them permission to be truthful to themselves. Yeah, it's okay. If you're making it, if you need to get out of my energy, if you need to go for a walk, that's fine. Right. If your body actually does need the toilet, if you're nervous, that's fine. But you need to see the truth of everything. Why you're doing what right. you're doing? Because right. if you're not, you're flying blind in this world. Right. You don't know the motivations behind what you're doing. If you don't know, it's on the. And I, this is coming through that I need to share this. There's two paths in this world, and there's two choices in this world. There's the path of destruction and the path of freedom. You have to know where you're heading. And if you don't know which path you're heading down, the chances are you're down the path of destruction. Yeah, for sure. If you don't know where you are, you're here. And if you're here, you're going to create more and more and more and more of this because you're wiring your brain to live in this place. Right. But if you pull yourself out and you come back to the fork in the road and go, right, okay, I was down there. Now I'm here. Where do I want to go? Well, I don't want to be in pain. I don't want to have disease. I don't want to have suffering. Okay. Well, if I don't want it, it means that there's something here that has power over me. Because if you don't want something, it means that you're scared of it. If right. you're scared, you've got to go back here and face the fear of it. If you don't face the fear of it, you will just keep going down and down and down. And what's the sign of insanity? Doing the same thing over and over again. Right, right. So you pull right. yourself back in and you go, you know what? Yeah, I don't want to be in pain. It's uncomfortable, but it is what it is. It's my life right now. I'm in pain. Right. Just right. got to accept it. It's my responsibility to change it. No one else is going to fix me or heal me. And that's a massive thing here. No one is going to fix me or heal me. It's going to be right. me. It's going to be you. I'm right. I mean, it. you had to go through that journey yeah. for, such a, for such a time as this, right? Yes. If, you, if you didn't go through that journey, you wouldn't be able to do what you do now. And, and nobody, nobody's saying that the journey was amazing and fun, but it was definitely necessary. I always say that, you know, the things, the tragedies we go through, the messes that we go through, that becomes your message. That becomes your power. That becomes what you can now use to pull someone else up. And so I'm really glad you're doing that, Dawn. I'm not glad you had to go through so much hurt and pain, but I'm like, I am and I'm not right. It's like this weird thing, but, um, but I really love the work that you're doing, Dawn. And so, you know, I know that my audience is probably like, oh my God, what is she saying? But (laughs) I want you to let my audience know, um, how they can find you. Like how they can, I love that you're doing everything online. So this makes it easier. So uh, let me know, um, you know, all of your socials or the way you like to be contacted. So I have, what I like people to do is I like people to understand what I'm about, the teachings. So the first thing that I would suggest is if you're going to heal yourself.dc, that's a Facebook group. Okay. I give lots of wisdom and teachings because the thing is, if you don't have your compass right, if you don't know where you're heading, you're just going to be listening to other people. 
Yeah. You need to understand and trust yourself and become sovereign. And what sovereign means is you need to be independent. Mm-hmm. You need to have your own way of seeing the world and start to feel, is this true to me? Is what my doctor saying the best thing for me or not? Mm-hmm. Not right, wrong, good or bad, or they're not trying to help you. They are. They're trying to help you. But you have to discern, is it right for me? Right. And my teachings help you become more powerful and stand in your powerfulness of who you are. And understand and accept that everything is working for you okay so my job here on earth and this might be a bit out there for people is I'm here to help people not be victims of the situation and circumstance because you'll just perpetuate it yeah so I'm here to help you see the truth of who you are so you go into my Facebook community you'll get teachings there I am a very spiritual person Mm -hmm. okay and what I mean by spiritual person is I know that we're all here for a bigger reason we're just like bees Bees have no idea why they're here. But without them, we would die. <laughs> without them, we would without die. Without them, we would die, and they have yeah. no idea, and we yeah. are no different. Right. We are here to experience life and be who we authentically are, and through that, we have massive changes and ramifications throughout the world and people. We touch their lives. It's a ripple effect. Mm-hmm. If you are good in the world and you show up and you're authentic and you don't hide from the darkness because we all have the darkness inside for sure yeah and you don't hide from it and you don't make it wrong you start to heal and when you heal you start to heal your family you start to heal those around you because they start to see you as wow you're a beacon of light you're the one that has me feel safe and when they feel safe they start to feel safe inside themselves Mm -hmm. that's what i'm here to do to help humanity remember that we are incredible that's awesome it's a little job. It's a little job, Dawn. It's just a wee job. It's <laughs> <laughs> a tiny, tiny job. It's all good. It took, it, it took me a while to warn it. Let me tell you, I've been hiding from it. I have been hiding from it. I went down the medical route and became a psychotherapist and went down that path and thought, I'm just me, little old me. What's all this about? I went through all of that right, BS right. that we tell ourselves. Right. We're incredible. Yeah. We are all incredible. And you know what? Do I fully own it? No, I'm sitting here going, oh my God, I'm sat here going, I'm incredible as well. Fuck, I've got to own that right now. It was a part of me that's That's real. That's real. Yeah. I've got my shit together in every area of my life. If I had, I'd be gone. I've done my job. This is a university. We are constantly learning. I don't have everything together. I'm not sitting here and saying, oh, I'm amazing. I'm incredible. And I'm embodying it. Sometimes I'm like, Everybody else is incredible. I'm not. And listen to the insanity of that. Right. That's insane. That is insane. How is everybody else on planet Earth incredible, but I'm not incredible? That's insane. Right. Isn't it really? Right. And this is what we this is what we do though, right? We we constantly do this to ourselves. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. But I'm I'm really glad that you took the time all the way from Australia. I've never been there, but I've been wanting to go. But thank you so much for doing this and spending time with us and really just dropping as much. I mean, these are just amazing uh, gems of wisdom that you dropped for everyone. And I want people to understand that, that when they get to the end of themselves, that's when you get to the beginning of yourself. It's just a beautiful thing. So just get through it. And so call Dawn, guys. Call Dawn and just make sure that she helps you through this journey because you can be helped through this journey. You don't have to do it alone, but you do have to do it. You do have to do it. Dawn, thank you so much for being here with us. I really am grateful. Really. You're welcome. 
You're thank you. Hey guys, thank you so much for listening. You are the best. Okay, I have the best podcasting community ever. I really do. And I appreciate you guys being on here. Make sure you go on to winject.com slash register winjectcom slash register and register for my free community because I want to be really um, connected with you and I want us to brainstorm and be with each other and connect in a deeper way. If you are looking for coaching, please make sure that you also email me at hello at straighttalknosugaredit.com. I work with women and I help them develop that business that they are envisioning in their hearts so that they can win. Thank you guys so much for being here. Love you, love you, love you. This is Dina Perez, Straight Talk, No Sugar Added. Until next time. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the King of Sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. This is your invitation to the intersection of versatility and design. Experience the empowering feeling of the Lexus SUVs and some of the best offers of the year on select models at the Invitation to Lexus sales event, now for April 1st. Get $750 cash towards the lease of our 2024 NX350 all-wheel drive. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. Call 1-800-USA-LEXUS for important lease cash offer and pricing details. Restrictions apply. Not all customers will qualify. Offer available in the Lexus Eastern area and it's April 1st, 2024.